A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of roses. Welcome to the game, game of, of roses. roses. The Bachelor returns to paradise. Paradise, let's go! I'm excited for the chaos because there will be chaos. Chaos party! And you better hold on to your coconuts. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and this Tuesday we have an incredibly special episode prepared for you that is going to be all about a certain thing we like to call paradise. As you all know, paradise is starting to cast season seven right now. It's been 
two years since we've had a paradise because of the pandemic and there's a giant player pool now from which the producers can draw to give us what will no doubt be an all-star season unlike we have ever seen but before we get into any of that we first have something very important to tell you about we're talking about our merch we have gore merch finally we have resurrected the merch store and it's ready it is an entirely new era of gore merch and we are very proud to unveil our first exclusive item in what will be our new gore merch catalog this is a t-shirt that has a beautiful image illustrated by ella tolkien who you can find on instagram at ella tolkien t-a-l-k-i-n and it depicts a crying player bound by handcuffs of roses as she prays to the dark lord above for favor in our beloved game the letters 4TRR are at the top of this t-shirt and at the bottom it tells you what that means for the right reasons now this shirt okay is not just a shirt <laughs> As we are all now getting vaccinated, as things are opening back up, the next season of Bachelorette is going to see a return to viewing parties. That's right. You're going to be throwing them. You're going to be attending them. And when you walk into a Bachelorette viewing party wearing this shirt, people are going to say, what the fuck is that? And then you get the pleasure of telling them of explaining to them the power of 4TRR, the primary foundational rule of the game, you get the pleasure of using this shirt to start a conversation that drags everyone at your viewing party into the pit. We've already seen parasocial powerhouses such as Danny Padilla and Ember Ambrose in this item of clothing. Uh, check out our Instagram story highlight titled merch to uh see those if you didn't didn't catch them they're very cute and look i'm not gonna say you're 4twr if you don't get this shirt but there's an implication and you have two weeks to get this shirt and then it's gone forever so if you want one you gotta get it now and to get it you go to bonfire.com slash Game of Roses. B-O-N-F-I-R-E dot com slash Game of Roses. You got two weeks. Get one for yourself. Get one for all of your family members. Get one for somebody in your life who doesn't watch The Bachelor. And then explain it to them. That'll be fun. <laughs> and that's it. We, we hope that you guys enjoy this shirt. And now, let's move on to... What we came here to discuss, paradise. And before we get into it, look, anyone who is about to go into Bachelor in Paradise needs to listen to this episode. But if you are a producer of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise, do not listen to this episode. Turn it off now. You're not going to like what we have to say. That's very true. The information in this episode will be invaluable to incoming players because we are going to outline strategies for all players who are about to go into season seven or even seasons beyond that for 
exactly how you can manipulate the entire game to your advantage. Producers, you're not going to like anything we have to say. We are sorry about that. But your job is to produce a TV show. Our job is to help players get gigantic gains in the game that you're producing. <laughs> so we're going to help them do that. Different jobs. So the reason we wanted to do something about Paradise is because we know that it's casting right now. We're seeing all the rumors coming out about Joe Park being confirmed. We are seeing other uh, articles coming out saying that some players are being contacted and fucking refusing Paradise, turning the producers down. We don't know who these players are. We assume it's the high-level ones, X-Crowns, X-Rings, potentially, who are like, you know what, fuck it. I don't need this in my life anymore. I'm already in the Million Club or the Two Million Club. Is anybody in the Two Million Club being asked to be on Paradise? Probably, Probably not, not, right? Colton, who? maybe? PP. Would they have Colton PP's back? not there yet. PP's no yeah. longer two million. He was for Colton a time. is persona non grata at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, honor system producers, please stop listening. Um <laughs> you knew what you signed up for. You you know what your job is, you know what you signed up for. <laughs> Producer Sleucian Protocol. Presleucian Producian Protocol. Mm-hmm. Even if you do listen producers it's not going to matter because the strategies we're going to lay out here for the players they're airtight it a producer couldn't derail them so we're going to get into some this, experimental but, strategies in which they could but yeah you have experimental producer strategies you're going to lay out yes <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait so let's jump in here by just kind of talking about what is paradise now it started after juan pablo's season if you listen to our most recent Patreon episode about the producers, we know that it was ex-producer Elon Gale who was instrumental in developing the idea of Paradise and taking really what used to be these things that were called bachelor reunions that the producers would put on where they would fly players from the most recent seasons out to New York or Las Vegas and they would get them all together and they would shoot these things. So we used to get packages of this footage from these reunions at the Women Tell Alls. You would just get a little reel, you know, three minutes. They're dancing at clubs. There's the players seem a little drunk. There's some potential hookups and there's gossip about possible hookups between players from different seasons. And the idea of a show-sponsored meetup between the kind of all-stars of the most recent seasons took hold. And then once Elon Gale comes in, it expands even further. And obviously they tried to do something, a similar kind of early version of this with Bachelor Pad, which was more of a straight game show. There was a money prize for the winners and all that kind of stuff. They were competing as pairs as well in Bachelor Pad. We will be eventually covering this in our hyperbend. <laughs> But Bachelor in Paradise removes the money prize. It removes the constraint of having to be in a couple throughout the entire show. And it puts all the players in a more kind of free-for-all game setup that allows them to date each other, to sabotage, sabotage each other, to sometimes fight each other, to do all kinds of shit to each other. And we all know what Paradise has become. It 
resulted in the most recent season of it, which was two years ago now, season six, which had, I mean, some of the most compelling stories that we've ever seen in The Bachelor. It had the first same-sex relationship with Demi Burnett and her girlfriend, Christian Haggerty, who was not a player ever in the show. The producers brought her in from outside the game to service this plot of the first same-sex relationship. And to fuck up the developing relationship between Demi Burnett and Derek Peff. When we went through all of the things that happened in the last season of Bachelor in Paradise, I couldn't believe that they all happened in one season. We also had Dylan Barber's All Eggs in One Basket play on Hannah Mm -hmm. Godwin that was just... It was so unbelievably effective. He almost cracked when there were love triangles starting to form with Bella Kai, but he remained true to his strategy and carried out a huge victory upgrading himself to attach to hannah godwin one of the biggest instagram players from her season 23 that was colton i mean what dylan barber did is one of the strongest bachelor in paradise plays of all time like he elevated himself so much through this relationship 100 percent. we also had chris bukowski the elder statesman of bachelor in paradise who had appeared on six (laughs) other bachelor franchise programs who one of us has nominated as one of the best players of all time which was an interesting choice that person was Bachelor. he's been in six (laughs) shows there's no one comes close to that i think that alone warrants at least a conversation but bukowski wound up seriously dating Katie Morton, who he proposed to in the end, and then we, of course, know what happened to that. Their relationship dissolved, and when they came back for the reunion show, Katie Morton was not even allowed to wear the diamond ring, specifically so that Chris Bukowski would become incensed. The producers made that choice, and indeed, it worked. We also saw the overt targeting of Bela Kai and his pre-Paradise run through Stagecoach. In many ways, the season was all about Demi Burnett and the first gay relationship portrayed on a Bachelor franchise, at least U.S. show. But the (laughs) destruction of Baylock Eye seemed to be the producer's other main objective during this season. They brought in multiple women he had hooked up with on subsequent nights. They twisted him running to go pee as him running away from Caitlin Miller Keys. A lot of wowie moments. Well, the destruction of players is something they always do on Bachelor in Paradise. In this very season, they brought in night one guy, Christian Estrada, to basically be a heat-seeking missile for Clay Harbor when he was dating Nicole Lopez-Alvar. Now, the heat-seeking missile missed Clay. He did not engage in the fight, but someone else did, the mayor of Paradise. That was Jordan Kimball. He winds up body-slamming Christian on the ground. They both are eliminated from Paradise as a result. We also saw Tasha Adams and John Paul Jones entering into a completely four-camera-only false relationship so that they could stay longer on the show. We also saw... Bachelor Alternate Universe. Christian is never sent in as a heat-seeking missile. Jordan goes on to reign in paradise. He doesn't think that he needs to pivot to this hardcore MAGA bachelor nation strategy. No. He's no longer a turning point ambassador. I think turning point ambassador was always in his future. Always in the cards. Okay. <laughs> we also saw Deanie Baby Zungler come in with facial hair 
play that we had never seen up to that point. He came with a mustache knowing he was going to shave it in order to eventually wind up with Kalen Miller Keys. They are now one of the biggest Instagram power couples to have ever come out of our beloved game. And he issued an ultimatum that she needed to leave with him. There was a lot of incredible play, a lot of incredible drama, and really we saw the kind of pinnacle of Bachelor in Paradise, what players can do out of this. So many people came away from this with huge followings. You're looking at Demi Burnett is over a million. You're looking at Hannah Godwin. Hannah Godwin's at 1.6 million. Tasha Adams. <laughs> I think we all know. 1.8 million. Crown. Kaylin Miller, Deanie Babies. They're both over a million. Mike Johnson was on that season, little remembered. He's not at a million, but he's obviously a huge star within the nation. While all these things are important, the biggest thing is Stagecoach. Season six, for the first time in Bachelor history, openly addresses the idea that these players are meeting in social circles outside the game. They all attended Stagecoach, and we know that there was a, a huge piece of drama anchored on the fact that Bela Kai had had multiple sexual encounters with different players on that season of Bachelor in Paradise at Stagecoach in a three-day period. Quick succession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was his own fantasy suite round. He never got one on the show, so he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to make mine right here in my RV at Stagecoach. But... This idea that players can meet up, form relationships prior to the show that producers can then exploit on Paradise became an open part of the narrative of that season. The producers used it in constructing their story. And while this first iteration was detrimental to Belakai and even to the women involved to some degree in this, it doesn't have to be moving forward. And we're seeing something very interesting happening right now with all the players who are in contention for Bachelor in Paradise Season 7. We're getting these images coming out of all of them in New York hanging out together. I, I think this can best be summarized by a tweet that Dylan Barber did two days ago, April 3rd. He said, Producers gotta be stoked all the Bachelor folk are hanging this weekend. Skull emoji. And Dylan Barber, who we just mentioned as, I mean, fuck, one of the best players of Bachelor in Paradise Season 6, he's on to something. The producers don't like this shit at all because what it means is they ain't got control no more. These players who are hanging out right now, if you're listening, if you're a player who is being courted for Season 7 or even one who's already accepted the offer, know this. You have the ability right now, before you go into that bubble, to contact every other player who is on Paradise. You can do that through your DMs. I'm sure all players have the ability to reach out to each other via Instagram or whatever, any social media platform they may be on, and you're going to get a response, especially if you're going in with this mindset. Hey, it's Joe Park. Are you going to be on Paradise? Yep. Cool. Let's get together and hash out our plan. Sounds good. Right now, every incoming player to Season 7 has the ability to get together, formalize a plan of attack, and stick fucking to it. You can write the entire Season 7 
right now if you want to. Every fucking moment of it. You can all make agreements that you will not do this if the producers ask, that you will all do this instead. You can set up, most importantly, your partnerships. Every guy, every girl goes into season seven with a sworn partnership with someone of the opposite gender. This doesn't mean that you're going to date them exclusively for the entirety of Bachelor in Paradise. In fact, it shouldn't. You should be amenable to getting into love triangles and dusting up drama if you can. But what it means is you go to each other before every rose ceremony and you say, do you have a rose coming from someone? If the answer is no, you've got my rose. And that agreement must be maintained throughout the whole season. I mean, I think we can call that the Shulman Doctrine, giving out friend roses. Christina Shulman was able to stay on Bachelor in Paradise much longer than an ordinary layman due to the fact that she had set up these friendship rose agreements and openly talked about it and guilted Baylock Eye about it. And then once you get to the fuck or flee portion of Bachelor in Paradise where the Dark Lord or whoever it's going to be comes out and says, okay, look, you've had your fun, but now the only couples who get to stay in Paradise are the ones who are taking this seriously, a.k.a. you have to have an overnight <laughs> date. So, of course, you accept it. No matter what your actual relationship is with the yes. partner that you have, you accept that. Then comes Neil Lane, the demon with his rings. You accept the ring as well. When they say, well, now it's time to propose. Do you want to get a ring? Yes, we do. Oh, this is a beautiful pear-shaped princess cut, whatever, 22 carat, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. We'll take it. We love Certified it. Certified sparkler. You take the sparkler and you do the proposal. Depending on how big your group is, this could lead us to the most proposals ever. Let's say you get a group that's fucking 14 people. We could have seven proposals. We should have seven proposals. Players, if you're listening, this is all you have to do. Make a deep run, and each of you will. The first 14 players on sand can lock out every other player if you perform this correctly. Meaning all 14 of you will get a season's worth of screen time. You will get fantastic finales where you're proposing and you've overcome all the obstacles, maybe it's even love triangles, whatever. And you'll all have over a million followers. All of you. That is how this works. So right now, whoever those players are, now, you're not going to know necessarily who's going to get first sand. That may still be a trick up the producer's sleeve to try and mm -hmm. debunk a unionization play exactly like this. So you all have to just kind of bite the bullet on that one. And as you, you know, there's going to be 30 to 40 people potentially who are in that casting pool. You all get together and you make that pact. Look, we don't know who's going to get first sand, but whoever has it, we support you. Go the distance. And you make those pacts with whoever shows up, you have to partner up. And that's it. And this definitely isn't to say that you don't go on dates with other people once you've chosen your partner. You should act as if this isn't solid. Set up these love triangles like Dylan and Hannah G. That's part of why they got so many followers is they set up this storyline of like Hannah wasn't sure but like Dylan seemed super for TRR because he was dead set on Hannah G I mean I think that probably the most important focus is if you can't get this group unionization play is picking that long-term partner 
and it's risky because you don't know is that person going to make it and you might want to set up a couple different avenues those two people might not talk to each other about it but you should have somebody who is going to stay with you until the very end do not self-eliminate. There's tons of players who get to the round where Chris Harrison says, now it's serious. You got to decide if you're going to fantasy suite and they leave and they break up. And it's like, why would you ever do that? There's no benefit. Absolutely. Zero. Stay on sand as long as possible. I mean, look, if you really want to break it down, you want this to be the easiest possible way it could be. Whoever gets first sand makes the pact with whoever gets second sand. Whoever gets third makes the pack with whoever gets fourth. <laughs> it's just a math problem. Whoever shows up first does it to second, third, to fourth, fifth, to sixth, and that's it. Those are your partners. And whoever the first people are in that initial phase are the ones that last. And that's it. That's the whole show. The producers are going to take you into ITMs. They're going to stop you from going to the bathroom. They are potentially going to withhold food, sleep, all kinds of things from you to try and make you more pliable. All you have to do is remember, this person is my partner. I will not betray them for any reason. And you're going to get the followers. Players can do this even if they're not one of the first sands. Crystal and Goose were had somewhat villain edits. They were floaters. They had nothing, but they teamed up and they did not separate. And guess what? They got a fucking televised wedding on Bachelor in Paradise. The first Bachelor Nation divorce. Uh, Crystal now has Glitter Baby. Things have worked out. They were fucking hosting people in the season 23 (laughs) premiere from a hot tub in a parking lot. (laughs) The fucking dream. It doesn't get better than that for people at that level. Fucking Chris Randone is showing up as a host in a premiere of one of the biggest seasons of all time. It's possible. And it all starts in paradise. So I mentioned up top that I have some experimental producer strategies that they might do if they feel that they need to step in. Due to the fact that players engaging with each other before Bachelor in Paradise is happening more and more. It's never been higher. There's full-on relationships probably going on that people are going to then downplay on sand to be to, to kind of create this illusion of, oh, we've basically never met. Like, oh, maybe we hooked up, but we haven't developed this love story. We're going to develop this love story on camera. And that is like the most important thing that you want is we want to see that love story develop. We don't want to feel like we missed out on it, that it wasn't filmed. But if producers are starting to see this happening and they're like, okay, there's this core 10 and they're not budging, I think they might start to shake things up with the numbers. I could see them doing some radical thing and being like, half of the guys have to go home this week, something like that. Or everyone needs to vote off see this is the the corner that the producers are painted into is called 4TRR they make 4TRR the only thing that matters in the fucking game and the producers we saw what happened in season 25 the producers went against 4TRR and they destroyed the fucking season when they started bringing in five new players that is not 4TRR you're not trying to help foster relationships if you have 10 people who are seemingly like into each other 
giving each other roses, and then you're just like, fuck it, half of them have to leave, that defeats the entire idea of 4TRR, mm. and that's only coming from the producers. Not even producers can go against 4TRR, or the show sinks. Okay, here's what they could do. They do a Casa Amor, which is a strategy that they do on Love Island, where they separate by the genders, and then each gender has to go with all new players and then they have to decide whether they're going to stick with their old partner or go with the new. And that at least tests the relationships even more. And they don't get to communicate at all with the people in the other house. I could see them doing that. Didn't they do that on some season of Paradise? Didn't Dark Lord Harrison come in and be like, look, we know that you guys are all in good relationships, but... You need to test it and really see if you like these other people. So we're sending all of you on dates with other people. Do you remember that? That might have even been season dates six. with other people. Casa Amor, they go to a different house and they spend days there, and they have to then make a decision without knowing what's gone on in the other house. Interesting. It's fucking amazing. It's one of the best parts of Love Island. Maybe they can steal parts from other shows. I'm not sure. But as Paradise stands right now, and you're right, we don't know what they have in store for this next season. It could be a massive shakeup. But if it adheres to any structure that is similar to what we've come to expect from Paradise, this hardcore unionization plan would allow the players complete dominance of the beach, of the game itself, and the producers are powerless against it. And once you have that dominance, once you have that control, you're writing your own story. You're not going to get a villain edit. You're not going to get a fool edit because you have somebody that's giving you the rose. Even if you get a fool edit like Evan and Carly kind of got, it doesn't matter. You're going to ride out the whole season. And in the end, because you are conveying a successful relationship, people are going to follow you on Instagram. That's all there is to it. Paradise is the easiest game for a player to manipulate. Far and away more so than Bachelor or Bachelorette. Evan and Carly got arguably the strongest couples fools at it ever. But guess what? Carly has a million followers. (laughs) That is how strong the 4TRR love connection proposal is evan is a little worse he's at 349k he didn't come out of it as strongly but and he's also doing less in his parasocial game carly has a podcast um but that's the power of a partnership it doesn't even matter what's going on around you i mean that's another thing they do in love island to keep couples from coasting is they have these constant votes and you have to be the most loved couples in order to stay in you can't be floaters who no one cares about before we continue this conversation please enjoy this word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by FanDuel football is back and the best bet you can make is downloading the FanDuel sportsbook app It doesn't matter if you're new to gambling or an old pro, FanDuel has something for everyone. And as an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you know your bets are safe. There's also never been a better time to use FanDuel because right now you'll get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. You can even turn a small wager into a big payday with a same game parlay bet. 
Just sign up with the promo code SPOTIFY to place your first bet risk-free on FanDuel Sportsbook. Download FanDuel today. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This season of Paradise is going to have... The strongest players we've seen so far, only because every successive season at this point gives us stronger and stronger players, more and more professional players. So I think whoever is going to be coming into this season, again, some of them we know, or at least they've been reported, Joe Park, Chase and Nick, Spencer Robertson, those guys are all reportedly in, and we don't yet know who the women are going to be, but there are certain ideas starting to shape up out there. There's one that I saw emerging about Kit Keenan and Bennett Andrew Jordan that they might be dating now. I saw rumors that he's dating Kelly Flanagan. <laughs> so maybe he's going to be coming in into a love triangle scenario. He, the king of maybe cringe. he's putting maybe he's posting all of these on Reddit. <laughs> I could see him doing that. Um, but I know he commented, someone asked, are you dating Kit? And he commented publicly on Instagram and said, what, I could be her dad. But I think Kit Keenan and Bennett were spotted together. So they're at least playing that up. I think this is a incredible move for both of them as they have very similar brands to just be spotted together. Why not get the rumor mill buzzing? But I'm virtually positive both of them will be on sand. And again, we have this big pool that we're talking about. So who are these players? You know, we're talking about what they might be able to do, what these strategies are. Who will be the players actually employing these strategies? I think it's ba- it's like it is every season, basically. It's your top six to ten from the most recent seasons. We're still going to have Katie's players in here, too. We don't know who any of those are yet. I mean, they're starting to be uh, released, but we don't know who makes it far. We don't know who's going to be mm-hmm. like a one of the prime people that they could potentially get from that season to do Paradise. But I'm also kind of like, when are they shooting fucking Paradise? In the next few right months, after. I guess? So uh, here's who we think is going to be on Paradise. Again, here's who we know. Joe Park, Chase and Nick, Noah Herb and Spencer Robertson. They have at least been confirmed via some reports on the internet. That is not official. It's not the official ABC thing, but that news is out there. Can we talk Joe Park for a minute? Sure. I want to repay him for his beautiful parasocial plays and his work in especially the vaccine space. What do you think the ideal Bachelor in Paradise season looks for Joe Park? looks like for Joe Park, who should he team up with? God. I could see a fantastic team up between Joe Park. I think it needs to be like a good girl. Bree Springs? Like Abigail? Oh, Joe Park, Abigail Herringer. That's a good one. That's a power couple. Yeah. Joe Park, reach out to Abigail Herringer. Abigail Herringer, reach out to Joe Park. Make this pact right now. I know you're... I don't know about this reporting. Maybe it's not accurate, but it seems like it is. 
But I know both of you at the very least are going to get the invitation. And then it's up to you. And I think both oh, of you. 100%. Well, yeah, both of them 100% get the invite. And I think that they both will have high sand placement if they accept. I think they'll be first rounders. And so if that's the case, you show up on sand, you make the pact, then you're free to do whatever you want. Date other people. Get involved in all of the little stories that you can to get as much screen time as possible. But always know that when a rose ceremony is happening, you've got a guaranteed rose coming from that person. That's the whole strategy. I have an idea. Bring it. Abigail, you do some rough adventure play in the sea, in the sand, on some rocks. You fall. Injury. IFI. Guess who's there? Dr. Joe Park to the rescue. Swoop in. Heal her wounds. Take care of her. Check in on her on the beach as if you're her uh, set doctor. I mean, this is a fantastic strategy for Joe Park, period. Anytime anybody's IFIing, Joe Park should be instantaneously by their side. He should be the house mom, house doctor. But I want to see it in a romantic... I want to see him have a romantic arc. And I think that could be a good way to jumpstart that. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Is P going to be on sand? I was convinced he was going to be on sand, but he and Dustin just launched a podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like PP has enough going on that maybe PP feels he doesn't need sand. Is Kelly Flanagan going to be on sand? I mean, I'm si- look. I'm reading article. I'm reading articles. I don't know what's true. I'm seeing he might. She might be dating Bennett. In that case, I do think she would be on sand. I think they would team up. They're stone cold players, and they would make an arc, get engaged at the end of it. But I'm seeing she might be dating someone else. Who from PP's season is going to be on sand? Hannah Sluss. By the way, I don't know if this means anything, but Hannah Sluss posted something today. Did you see this? Is this a clue? She said, it's a PPP night pizza picnic party. Thankful that I get to share this Easter with my best friend doing what we love the most, chasing sunsets, and of course, eating some good food. PPP? It can't mean nothing. (laughs) Or can it? And maybe maybe it's a subtle okay, nod regardless. to PPP, but you're right. Is she going to be on sand? Probably be. I mean, if she is, she'll be first female sand. Heartbreak, heartbreak PTC, heartbreak edit with PP. Will Madison Pruitt be on sand? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Will Victoria Fuller be on sand? That's a hard one. <laughs> Because I would normally say yes, but the racism scandals abound at this moment in Bachelor Nation. And she got in right under the wire a little bit with her shit. But I think they might not want to risk that. The show never formally acknowledged it. 
I yeah, I know. <laughs> they may still just do so that. So it didn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Because okay, I, I think Kelsey Weir will. Uh, that's who I think will be on sand. I'm very hopeful to see Kelsey Weir on sand. Kelsey, if you're listening, please deliver me some hoojus if you go to sand. Oh my god, that could be her little her little um almost paradise montage thing. She's hoojuing. Producers, if you're listening, even though we told you not to, please give Kelsey Weir a hooju intro. <laughs> no, you know, it's not going to be that. You know what it's going to be. It's going to be her fucking spraying champagne in her face, of course. But, I mean, she should use that to her advantage. Continue that branding. Um, I know that she's part of the, like, Nashville group of people that seems to be hanging out. You got Baylock High. You got Chris Goose Randone. Jason, Nick, Ed, Becca Koof. Is the Koof? I mean, Jesus Christ. Now, you want to talk about Mayor of Paradise. That's the queen of fucking Paradise. If you get Becca Koofrin to come on Paradise now, after everything that has happened to her, I mean, Becca Koofrin, in my mind, is one of the most important figures in contemporary Bachelor world. To have somebody like that on Paradise, I don't even understand. Let's say she walks into Paradise. and she I mean, if they had her on Paradise, God, would they even bring her in late? Would she be just like the biggest curveball you've ever fucking seen? She'd be first sand. She's full royale. By the way, full royale means she won the ring and the crown. And we've only had three players ever do that on Bachelor. Emily Maynard, Becca Kufrin, and Jen Sheft. Yeah, it's an incredibly difficult thing to do. You're right. I think she would probably be first sand or first round. But I could also see them waiting until like week two or three and they bring her in and everybody's like, holy shit. Whoever you're with at that point, like you want to try and Mm. fuck up some strategies, drop Becca Kufrin into the pot after people have been scheming about, oh, maybe I can wind up with this fourth place person. They have a decent Instagram following. Here's Becca Kufrin. Oh, shit. Every dude on that Game beach over. is like, but whatever agreements we had are over. I have to go for her. Yeah, the agreement breaker. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Kufrin doesn't do it unless she's first stand, unless she's getting the full seven weeks. She's getting as much screen time as possible. She's getting a true love story. And she's ending up with Dr. Joe Park. <laughs> Let's say they bring her on sand. Do they bring Garrett Egarian? Garrett, I think, is a no-go. They addressed it on the show. I'm sure Becca would have a Garrett clause written into her contract. <laughs> um... I think she'd be able to get the producers to make a lot of different adjustments for her specifically. She carries that much weight. Um, oh my God, this season is going to be so good. I Look, that's a pie in the sky though, that Kufrin does this. I agree. I don't think she feels it's she needs it. It's a PPE level. It's the same thing. Yeah. Now, if we're going to go back that far though, because we know they are talking about this. I don't know who's agreeing mm-hmm. to this, but these people's names are on the fucking lists. So if we're going to go back that far to a Kufrin, we're talking about other people from Ari's season? 
Tia. Is Tia back? Tia's always down for the cause, I think. <laughs> Tia's storyline, she just she just was able to go it go it alone. She just bought her first house. Now she's just looking for that husband to fill it. And I'm already starting to go into that Tia Tia Booth branding. Colorful narrator. Is Luke Parker coming on this show? No, he was sued by the production. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> part of a, part of his lawsuit agreement stipulates that he has to do everything they say from here on out. <laughs> They're like, you're I mean, coming that'd to be say hilarious. It. He just comes in, just gets a complete fool edit over and over. It's like part of him paying out his settlement as he gets a fool at it. Is Tyler Cameron coming on to our beloved sand? You want to see now a fucking like deal breaker? This guy. <laughs> I don't think anything's off the table because it's such a weird fucking time and such a weird moment also that like I do think players are understanding more and more that they have control in this situation in a way that they never did prior because you're seeing people, these articles coming out where they're telling the producers to go fuck themselves. People are rejecting yeah. the offer to paradise. Right. And I know rejected offers happen from time to time. We heard about Peter Krause saying he didn't want to be The Bachelor. Every once in a while, you hear something like this. But to have an article come out saying multiple players are rejecting it means that these players are starting to be like, you know what? Fuck the producers. And so if that's the case, the producers are going to have to acquiesce a little bit if they want to get the people they want. I don't know how far down the list producers are willing to go to before they feel like, oh, fuck, this show's going to suck. So if they have to offer some things mm. to get the big names, like are we going to see Becca Kufrin get paid $500,000 to show up in paradise? They should. That's how you get everyone to watch. Get Becca pee-pee. Um, no, these articles are why I'm thinking that we're not going to get any of these big names. I want them, though. But even if a big name comes in, again, you got to stick to that game plan. That's the whole purpose <laughs> of the game plan. Once you make that not pact... Not to be distracted by shiny things. That's right. The pact can't be broken or the strategy is meaningless. So even if you're there for two or three weeks... And you got your thing going and you're like, oh, maybe I'm a front runner or whatever. And it's a bunch of people who are like, who placed, you know, fourth to 10th on whatever season they were on. And then Becca Kufrin walks in or PP walks in. You fucking ice them out. Becca Kufrin stays for one day if she's a curveball. <laughs> PP stays for one day if he's a curveball. This is the power of the pact. You just have to stick to it. Can you even imagine? Yes, I am imagining it now, and it's beautiful. <laughs> Kufrin, a night one girl. The players control the game. We've never seen it, in, not in a way that is this dominant, this absolute. And if the players can stick to this plan, I mean, really, Paradise is the only thing that offers you that ability. Because when you're in Bachelor or Bachelorette, you're playing against the other players, in this scenario, the second audience isn't quite the same. It's definitely not like in the main games where you're actively playing a game of attrition against these other players. In this game, you're playing kind of with the other players to some degree. 
you're playing technically against your own gender, but even in that, you're not. The mm-hmm. first players who show up are not really playing against anybody. There will be a slight mathematical mismatch so that some players have to go home with the first rose ceremony. But beyond that, you're just playing with the other gender. You're just trying to get their rose every time. It's a much different game structure, and it allows that pool of players to just lock down the entire game if they want. I feel like we've already started to see Bachelor in Paradise shift in that direction, where the first sand people tend to just stay the whole time. And then if you're coming in beyond like the second week or whatever, you're you have no chance. Yeah, the late the last like two or three players who come in are yeah. pretty much always out of luck. But I think if again, if you are a producer and you're still listening, how you combat <laughs> that problem is by bringing in Becca Kufrin late in the game. You have right. to stack your late entries to be the most beneficial entries, the people with the biggest Instagram accounts, the most clout within the nation. When you're throwing in like a fucking sixth place finisher or a night one guy or girl as the last player entering, of course they're going to get fucking dismissed. There's nobody that's going to give up whatever they've built in their sand run Mm -hmm. to fucking like try out somebody who has zero Instagram followers. Forget that. But if Becca Kufrin comes in as the last person, you might get some play out of that. You might get some action. Yeah. I think that they want to stack the first episode to get the most eyes on that first episode. But I think you're right. They should save a ringer. This is something they do in in Love Island. I'm going to keep with the Love Island parallels. But they'll have, they'll start with five girls and five guys. And then they will bring in a sixth guy or girl. And that person will generally be the hottest one. And that person gets to decide who they're going to pick. So everyone has partnered up, but that person is going to be the, the wild card thrown in. And it's so good. <laughs> they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> There's even a version of Paradise where the producers somehow, eventually producers, this is going to happen for you. You're going to get a celebrity who's willing to play the game. Somebody from outside mm-hmm. of the game who has a million Instagram followers for doing something, acting, singing. Maybe they're just a, a Instagram celebrity, a TikTok celebrity, who's going to want to come I'm surprised we haven't already because... We're seeing celebrities hang out with all the top players, always. Matt James is hanging with the Kardashians and the Mm. Gorgas. (laughs) But, I mean, that's potentially something you could do in Paradise as well, and it may be a paycheck scenario. You might have to shell out a million dollars to somebody, but you could get some other celebrity to come in as your final curveball. What the fuck would that do to Paradise? I'd be willing to watch. It's Charlie's Theron. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's I'm a huge like, Bachelor fan. Exactly. I'm thinking like you could get some other reality TV stars on You're like, or you could get an Oscar winner. Your choice. And uh, I mean, she dated Nick Vial. Dated. Right? Dated. She. Come on. Took things from Nick Vial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Nick Vial. <laughs> Will Nick Vial be on sand? No, he's not. He won't. He has his soulmate. Um, 
we've also we've got the rest of the New York crew who all seem to be hanging out. I guess Jason Tardick gave up his suite he won for the Yankees game to PP, Noah Herb, Ivan Damar, and Jordan C. Like Jordan C getting in the mix. Fantastic for him. By the way, Damar has been playing his postseason as perfectly as a person can. Like getting in the mix with every single person, getting on these Instagram lives with every single person, maintaining relevance in an incredible way given how early he went home. It's exactly what you got to be doing because it's not just for our benefit. The fourth audience certainly looks at PPs, Instagram stories and all that stuff. But you know who else is looking at that? The producers. And when they're saying to themselves, well, who should we get on sand? Well, here's a video of five dudes. Let's try and get each one of them. It just, Mm -hmm. it opens the possibilities for producers who now see that you're in that social circle. And they're like, well, if they're hanging out with PP, they probably are talking to this other player, this other player. There might be some angle they can work. So beautiful, beautiful work by DeMar. Who do you think we're going to see from season 16 of Bachelorette? Ivan? Noah. Noah's in, per that report. Oh. (laughs) But other other than those four that we've already talked about. I can see Noah's intro video. He's going to have that mustache. I I think he should go full beard and shave it off in portions as he's on the island. Every day he shaves it down a little more to a new style. That is a strong move. Comes in with new facial hair. Yeah. I love that. Noah do that. Um, who else from that season? Ivan. You think Ivan will be there? I mean Well, if DLH is not there. Right. Now see this is again, this is a piece of this season that we've never really seen. Ivan expressly said I would not be interested in doing Paradise if Dark Lord Harrison is there. Mm -hmm. So if he gets confirmed, does that mean Dark Lord Harrison is not there? The whole Dark Lord Harrison situation looming over every one of these seasons now is a fascinating piece of it because Mm -hmm. specifically because players like Ivan Hall have issued these ultimatums, but also just the direction of the franchise. Like, what will that be like if it is Dark Lord Harrison presiding over sand? It'll be all white people. (laughs) <laughs> I can't imagine he's doing it. I think he's done. The more time that passes, uh-huh. the more I feel like he is completely removed now. I think he missed his moment. His moment was Katie Thurston. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that he missed his moment. I think the, I think ABC and Warner Brothers did kind of fuck him because timing-wise, there was one way to do this. And it was not put him on Good Morning America a week after the fucking extra interview. He needed time to not be in the spotlight, to not have to address this. And then you say he's, you don't even announce it. You're just like, he's going to host Katie's season. You start shooting it. And then a couple of weeks before that season airs, you send him out to do the apology. I've really taken time. I've thought about things. I hired somebody, blah, blah, blah. All the things you need to say. That's the only way they could have done this. Yeah. They Which did not we will do that. only tell we will only tell them after the fact. <laughs> well, they they didn't give anyone a choice. They were so quick to rush yeah. him out there to be like, let's see what the response is if we put him in front of Michael Strahan mm-hmm. on Good Morning America. Response was not good, obviously. Yeah. They didn't 
they didn't let Bachelor Nation simmer down at all. But also they put him in a situation that there was no winning in that. Like, not only did he seem completely insincere, it was so fast after the event. There's no possible way any human being could have made that turn, you know? It does require, like, some time to kind of reflect on, like, oh, fuck, this is why that was bad. I see that now. I clearly didn't at the time. He said none of that in his apology. He was just like, I made a mistake, and I own that. And he got his eyebrows real crazy looking, and that was supposed to mean sincerity to us. (laughs) No one fucking bought it. It looked like he was literally looking off camera, reading a fucking script from time to time. And that was it. That sunk him, in my opinion. That one act basically made it impossible for him to host the next season of Bachelorette, which we now know he's not. And so is he going to host Paradise? That's going to be hard to do if Ivan Hall's there. Even if Ivan Hall's not there, to the people who follow all of this on Instagram and Twitter, like us, if Dark Lord Harrison shows up to host and Ivan is not there, it means the franchise has actively chosen racism. And they're okay with this. Yes. Saying, yes. fuck you, Ivan Hall. <laughs> We're getting Chris Harrison I mean, This back. is the power of the ultimatum. Like, right. And the more people that do that and the more eyeballs are on news stories about that, the harder it is going to be. I mean, we've had Serena P and Piper chime in as well, who I think are also fan favorite Mm -hmm. people. And I see that Piper is moving to New York. I think she's, she's getting in on the action. I can see her pursuing sand. New York is the new stagecoach. Mm-hmm. No, stagecoach is still stagecoach, and we're going to the next one. But if <laughs> Dark Lord Harrison then comes back for his next available opportunity, if it's not Paradise, is going to be Michelle Young's season. Well, that's the thing. It, the debut cannot be Michelle Young's. Season. I agree. Not that's not going to work so out. The choices are either BIP or Bachelor. Bachelor season twenty-six, which is next yeah. January. So he will have been yeah. gone from our airwaves for a full year or almost whatever, you know, a year's time. But think will have of how much learning seasons. he'll have done in that time. Zero, but he might be able to conjure <laughs> a, the conveyance of having learned something that he is a different person. But then I'm also like, well, who is that fucking bachelor? I just don't think you can have him host a show with a non-white lead. I don't think yes. that works at all. So that means that bachelor's got so to be white. So it would need to be the next white lead. Yeah. And then if that bachelor is white, he hosts that. Are you ever going to have a non-white lead again? Can he ever host a non-white lead season of anything? That reminds me of someone who has completely faded, Ben Smith. Where has that man gone? Getting ready for sand. You think he'll be on sand? Yeah. Because I think he wants to be Bachelor, and screen time is the only way he's going to have that opportunity. I mean, there's no better way to sell SpawnCon for your gym than to just run around on a sand shirtless for seven weeks. (laughs) I want to see him jogging through sand. I want to see him doing push-ups in sand. I want to see him doing curls with rocks. Yes. Ben Zorn style. Make the most of your... uh environment for your brand very important every time he's coming into a palapa i want to see him with his arms up 
hands resting against the frame of the palapa, flexing every muscle in his arms. I want to see he him. He takes down the palapa. Too strong. <laughs> I want to see him pull the palapa down with his <laughs> with one hand and say, I guess my workout routines are too good. Sorry, guys. I want to see him. Whole Paradise is a commercial for his personal training service. Do you think Demi Burnett is going to come back to revolutionize Bachelor in Paradise again, this time starting a throuple? I could see Demi Burnett coming back, not in the player pool. I could see a kind of mm. graduation of Wells Adams to host Demi Burnett becomes bartender. I could see something like that. <laughs> That's happening. the pipeline bartender to host. Yes. In this case, I mean, Wells Adams, I think, is the top pick to host Bachelor in Paradise. I think he's the most likely to do it now. Yeah, you're probably right. And if he hosts, I don't think they would have him also be bartender because it kind of demeans no. the authority of the host. You're right. Do they bring Yuki back? No, I don't think that worked well for them. I think they're going to want somebody who is a, a much more known Bachelor person. And I think it could be demi i could see that that works in my head yeah i can already hear her giving like funny advice to players and mm-hmm. saying like describing you know describing things going on yeah, they order some drink that she doesn't know how to make and she's like sorry huh you're getting tequila on the rocks you know whatever no she goes sorry you're all getting blowjob shots <laughs> yeah whatever the thing is i can see her being a very yeah. funny bartender i could see that working but yeah, I don't know. The DOH component of BIP is fascinating because he is, obviously he hosted them all and he's always the one who comes out to tell you what round you're in and make you give consent. Do you remember the fucking one after Corinne and DeMario that was where he made all of the remaining players verbally consent on camera to staying of in course. paradise? Jesus Christ. That's all I think of when I think of the boom boom room now. The consent back to school special. (laughs) I truly feel like paradise is something. I mean, only a handful of people have ever experienced it. There's, There's only been six seasons and not every player from every season has gone. It's like a kind of as we were saying, all star upper echelon version of the normal player pools. And I think it's, in terms of the experience, probably far more abusive than either of the normal games, the main games. Why? Because you are sleeping in an unair-conditioned, hot-as-fuck <laughs> tent. They're telling you you can't go to the bathroom. You're drinking way more than you do on yeah, either of the main true. games. And there's... I mean, there's physical fighting because it's that group setting. Like we see almost a physical altercation almost every season on Bachelor in Paradise. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really happen in um, the two main games. Sometimes in Bachelorette. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> Mad Tad. It's just a whole different thing. I really feel like that one's a. It's hard to get through a Paradise unscathed. I would think there are some benefits to the Paradise format though it's easier to develop relationships because you get to spend all of your time with people Mm -hmm. there's more opportunities for roses you don't have to just attract this one person yeah the game mechanics i agree with you much easier 
a, a better game to play. But I'm just talking about like everybody is like sweaty and gross constantly. You're just like on this fucking beach, <laughs> trapped there, sleeping in horrible fucking but conditions. You're drunk. <laughs> That's not a benefit in my mind. That, that adds <laughs> to know. the detrimental. You're like, it's outdoors. It's everything I <laughs> you personally You just can't hate. see past the sun. <laughs> I can't. Um, yeah, I hope that we get just a supreme all-star season, which I think we could get. I think we have to There's get it. There's a lot of great characters. We haven't seen a paradise in two fucking years. We've gone through a fucking listen to your heart before we saw a fucking paradise. We're ravenous for this shit. You're like, our bar is so low. It's it's like you haven't eaten in fucking two years. People just been throwing you like a Skittle every once in a while. And now there's like, here's a full five course meal. I can't fucking wait for it. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be the best cast we've ever seen, even despite whoever is, you know, refusing the offer. I think we're going to have a huge, crazy cast. And I just, I truly hope that all of... Is Victoria Larson going to be there? Oh, fuck yeah. 100% Victoria Larson is going to be there. I feel like that changes everything. She'll definitely be there. And I think definitely be a curveball. Late entry. I think she should do a crystal and goose. Change, pivot. Pivot hardcore into romance. There's got to be someone for Who her. Who romances her? <laughs> um, someone who's smart. Damar? <laughs> okay. Damar goes with Victoria <laughs> Larson. I don't know about that one. You know who I could see <laughs> with her? Is young Noah Herb. Great. Two villains beautiful i could see her doing a love triangle with young noah herb and bennett that's really something they should engineer if if bennett is listening if young noah herb is listening if victoria larson's listening engineer Mm -hmm. that love triangle so that you can retap their rivalry and then very smart if sarah trot comes in will she be on sand if sarah trot comes in then you can do the reverse of either Young Noah Herb or Bennett now stokes the rivalry between those two in a secondary love triangle. These are all easy things to plan out. Mm. All you have to do, if any of you four players are listening, just take this advice. Just use it. It's yours. We want to see this happen. We give it to you freely. And you know what? Now that you're saying that Wells Adams will probably be hosting Bachelor in Paradise, I'm like, the play for Bartender is a strong move in Bachelor in Paradise. And I can see some of these colorful characters starting to do that. I could see Ed Wastebrot going for that. He, yeah, that's great. I could see... I mean, any of the smart players would align themselves with the bar. I think that that's a huge part of Bachelor in Paradise, especially since that job seems to be... They seem to transition through different players to play that that Jorge Moreno role. Yeah, it's a fantastic strategy. Anytime you're by the bar, get behind it and start making people drinks. Just do it. Just become a dynamic duo with whoever the bartender is. Ask the bartender to teach you how to make drinks 
and then yeah. get behind the fucking bar and start making those drinks. Yes. You're going to get screen time. We're going to see you as the bartender. It'll be a natural transition straight into becoming the next bartender. I want to see people position themselves at all portions of the beach. Be the keeper of the ocean. Be like, look, you can't come in unless you have sunscreen on. I'm really into... Ooh. <laughs> Maybe Joe Park does this. Sunscreen police I'm is a great cancer. character. Police. That's a yeah. great character. Excuse me, do you have sunscreen? <laughs> Yeah, I put some on a little later. Well, you know it wears off. You have to reapply. Here, let me help you. Yeah. You're rubbing sunscreen on pink. everyone. Yeah. Up that chemistry game with whoever you want. <laughs> Keeper of the rock, Jim. That could be uh, <laughs> uh, Ben. <laughs> rock spotter. When other people are lifting rock weights, you're there to help them. Okay, come on. Yeah. You got it. One more set. One more set. He sets up like a fake gym on the beach. Kind of like your um, paint can barbell thing. It's creating a gym out of different tools. That's a real gym, first of all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I work out in it every day. <laughs> in my mind, it's fake, but I guess you're I right. assure you, it's very <laughs> real. <laughs> well, there are many strategies that you can employ, but today we just wanted to take a moment to talk about paradise because it is starting to cast it is the next thing after katie thurston's season and we just see this opportunity emerging right now as all these players are hanging out in new york and talking to each other we see this chance for all of you players to take control of paradise make it your show and above all yes make these pacts and all this kind of stuff but you have to be careful of the producers if you have a strategy in mind, somebody you want to give the rose to, somebody you want to ask on a date when you get a date card, do that. Follow your impulse. Do not let them talk you out of it because we mm -hmm. have heard interviews time and time again from people like Baylock I. Famously said he was forced to go on a date with Taysha, basically. You can't let them do that because whatever they're trying to get you to do serves only them. It does not serve you. Stick to your guns, stick to your plan, and have a deep, deep run and get those numbers up because that is what you're going to paradise for. There's a chance you could find, in quotes, love, of course. But in order to do that, you got to last <laughs> through the whole season. And to do that, you need a good, strong strategy. And part of that is studying the most recent couple of seasons so that you know everybody who's going to be on sand you can know who your best partners would be. You can know their backstories so that you can do cutesy little things like John Paul Jones did with Tasha, where he knew she hadn't been to prom, so he set up a fake prom. You're going to be wanting to do stuff like that that's going to get on camera, that's going to seem 4TRR, that's going to be building this quote-unquote love story. And you know what? Downplay engagement in your mind. Just get engaged. <laughs> Just do it. It literally is meaningless in the context <laughs> of this show. How many broken engagements have you seen since the dawn of Almost this show? All. It's I don't know the number. It's too high for 99%. any human being's account. We need AI to help us do the calculations. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't matter. You're going to be fine after that engagement breaks off. And hell, 
even stick around for a year doing Instagram spawn con with each other if you want. Keep the ring, sell it, split the profits when you break it off. There are many ways to play that, but don't be afraid of this on-camera engagement because it's just a part of the game. It's not real unless you want it to be. But that's it. That is our episode about how to engineer a season of Bachelor in Paradise, specifically the upcoming season seven of Bachelor in Paradise, who is going to be hosted by, as of right now, we have no fucking idea. Maybe DLH, maybe Wills Adams, maybe somebody we don't even know about yet. As a side note, I saw that Kevin Wendt has just been tapped to be the bartender on Bachelor in Paradise Canada. Ooh. Which is fantastic for him. Interesting. Is he Canadian? He had a... He's Canadian. He was originally on Bachelor Winter Games before yeah. he went on. He was one of the few ones, few international people who made it to actual Bachelor, U.S. Bachelor. I don't mean to say actual U.S. Bachelor in Paradise. And he teamed up with Astrid and they're going all the way. And now he's going to be bartender in Bachelor in Paradise Canada. I'm very proud of him. He seems very for TRR. Yeah, he really wove his way through the system. That's fantastic. Good job. Mm-hmm. But thank you guys for joining us and for listening to this. We will have another episode out for you in 48 short hours. That's going to be our This Week in Bachelor Nation where we're breaking down all the Bachelor Nation news, all the parasocial plays. We're, of course, going to be talking about that newest member of the Bachelor family, Glitter Baby, a.k.a. Andara Rose Bowles. As Coach Crystal herself says, it's official. Glitter Baby has a name. And we celebrate you, Andara Rose. We speak your name. Love that middle name. Can't wait to see you with Sand Twixt Your Toes shortly. 20 short years. <laughs> if the earth still exists and there are beaches that we can walk on without dying from the poisonous rays oh of unfiltered God. sunlight, we will see you there. <laughs> huh? And of course, don't forget, we have our first new merch out all the old merch by the way if you got it congratulations collector's items it is gone now there is no way to ever get it again and this new shirt will be the same in two short weeks you have that window to pick up whatever size you like and again that is at bonfire.com slash game of roses go there check it out we think you're gonna like it and we're going to be posting links to it, of course, on all of our social media so you can have easy access to it. And if you are interested in diving a little deeper in the pit, we just put out a Patreon episode yesterday, which talks all about the third audience of our beloved game, the producers. We go in-depth on the history of the producers, who are the field producers right now, Etc. And you can access that at www.patreon.com slash game of roses. And I don't even know how many episodes we got in there now. The limit does not exist. Tons. And we got all kinds of videos in there. We got all kinds of live stream videos that we do every Monday night. And those have been stacking up i don't know how many of those are in there we have so much content you probably can't even get through it all and we just keep adding just keep adding so it's always going up probably have to watch on multiple screens so please come join us in the pit 
where we have this growing community of other people who are as interested in our beloved game as we are. And before we go, as always, what is the Dwab at? It has been 6,951 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be our beloved game. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then. Creams and serums are made of 70% water. 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine, tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things. <laughs> and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage, so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater, and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. 
Terms and conditions apply. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.